Welcome to our Sisters in Zion podcast, everyone. I'm really, really honored to have you here today. I'm Kirsten Kirschbaum here with my best friend, Danielle. Hello, darling. Hello. Great to be on with you guys. <laughs> yeah, you said great. And then and then you muted again. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's great to be with you. Sorry yes. about that. <laughs> You're all- are so listening and want you to know that this conversation is meant um, most importantly to draw you closer to your savior, Jesus Christ. And we share these conversations that we have together. You know, Danielle and I have been best friends for over 20 years and, and we have these really special conversations together. And, and as we open up this conversation with you, we want you to know that you know, these are the thoughts and the the feelings of our hearts. This is the process that we are going through as we shed layers of misunderstanding and confusion and, you know, just live in these bodies of flesh and, you know, this, this tabernacle, this temple that I dwell in. Um, I, it's so weak. I have weaknesses of my flesh. I have weaknesses of my understanding. And, and I, you know, I know that we all do. Right. So as you listen today, I, I hope that you know that um, as, as I share my process with you, that, that it is um, in no way like there, there's no disrespect or, you know, anything meant to come across. It's just, it's like, we are all natural human beings, right? And so we have to move through our judgments of ourselves, of others, of experiences, and and find the love of our Savior right there, standing right next to us, dwelling within us, right? And so um, this is this episode will be a little bit of a follow-up from our previous episode, which was all about talk, well, not all about, but it was really kind of centered around the um, prophet of our church. I, I believe most of you are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're not, you still love to follow us, you understand our faith and and um, you know share our faith in Christ, right? So, um, a, a couple weeks ago, our prophet and the leaders of our church had written a statement that said that they support um, local mandates for masks and that they urged the members of our church to get the vaccine and for COVID, right? And um, that was received in so many different ways. Like, I just, I'm kind of an observer of things. I'm, I'm not a like quick to jump really into most things. I kind of sit back and observe. That's just my nature. But um, I, I was really faced with a lot of confusion and, um, you know, those, those feelings of confusion turned into a, a tumultuous week for me, really like just sitting with the Lord in, in all kinds of emotions, you know, um, like faith and love and respect all the way to despair and, you know, frustration and, and, you know, judgment and fear and all these things. Right. And so, um, I'm so grateful that Danielle, you and I have each other to talk to, like, it's just, I just feel like everyone needs a best friend. And and I hope that each of you have someone that you can process your feelings with without judgment. Right. So I'm just like going to bring something to the table and then we're going to like talk it through without judgment. And then we're going to like pull out the truth that exists there. And we're going to 
eventually shed the rest of it through the atonement of our savior, right? And that's kind of what Danielle and I do. So as we talk today, Danielle, I think that's what I want everyone to know is like, this has been our process this week of figuring out what we, how we feel, how we, how we think we feel, how we might want to change how we feel like, you know, just all of that. Right. So anyway, it's, it's been a really, really interesting journey. It really has. And I, I think that, well, I think we know the Lord uses all of these things for, and to teach us. And I, I do believe that there is such um, a power in in our individual learning journeys, which sometimes, like I said last week, we put a lot of our decisions and a lot of what we're going to uh, going through in the context in this this box that everyone has to do it this way this time, you know. And and I I'm actually seeing and learning that it, it isn't there is no box. It's and a box is like this judgment, right? This is how we kind of categorize and make sense of the world and how we how we think and just can, um, but what I, as you know, as we were talking through this whole last week and I was going through a lot of processes as well. And I, I kept going back down to foundational truths, like that. I, I know that the Lord loves us. I know that the Lord has us. And that is the number one priority of our faith is in that he, that we put faith in him, faith in him, no matter what our decision is, our decision could be jump and do don't even question, or we can not jump and do and actually just question and then maybe do or don't do, you know, what, what, what is your journey? What, what are you needing to learn? And I think the Lord uses each of those things to help us learn more about ourselves, more about him, and then, and then exercise our faith. What, what is our journey? What, what, what your journey might be to jump and do might be different from someone else's where the Lord is like, I want you to sit with me for a minute and question and let's, I've got you no matter what. And so I, I, I guess I'm, I love the experience. If you don't mind sharing yours, um, you know, that Kirsten went through and just had some really good clarity with the Lord on her own personal journey of what to do in this situation with the um, leaders of the church um, asking us to get vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. So I spend a lot of time in my garden. I have this beautiful garden. It's my sanctuary where I will go and sit with the Lord. I feel very protected there um, under the trees and next to the flowers. And, you know, just really like I get grounded. I take my shoes off. I put my feet in the grass and, you know, so I'm sure each of you can think of like your special spot, right? Like just where, you know, like you can go and just have this open conversation with the Lord. And so, um, before I tell you kind of what happened, I, I want to just kind of back up a little bit and say um, throughout this process of figuring out how I want to respond, um, you know, to to this request to be vaccinated or not or, you know, any of that. Right. Like just figuring it out. The best thing ever, 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 the best thing that could ever come out of this. And I just kept I kept thinking this. I kept saying it in conversations with my family, with my friends is we are all seeking to draw closer 
to our savior through this. Like, I just kept feeling he was so excited that we would come to him to ask him the questions, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm reading more conference talks than ever. I'm reading more. I'm watching more YouTube, like come follow me discussions than ever. I'm diving deeper into the books of Isaiah and Daniel and the doctrine and covenants than ever. I read my book of Mormon and my Bible more this week than I ever did before because I'm seeking the Lord. I had a constant prayer in my heart because I needed him so much. And that right there is the most beautiful thing. Like no matter what your decision is, no matter what you do, it's that you came to the Lord. And I really felt that. I felt as I drew nearer unto him, I felt him draw nearer unto me. He wanted to to help me. And so there were two things on on one particular day where I I was really like, so what happened is like, I would get, you know, my my sister-in-law, for example, she would send like a talk, like an old talk from like President Benson in the 1980s about following the prophet with exactness, you know, and all these quotes from Joseph Smith and Brigham Young and all these quotes about, you know, following the prophet and just doing it, you know, all that. And, and so then I'm like, my, in my heart, I'm just like, okay, I got to be in category number one, where I just, I just do it. I just obey and do it. They command, I go like that, you know? And I'm like, okay, that's righteousness. You know, like I got it in my head, like I'm doing it, you know? And then like, I would get to this place where I would, I would have like a mini panic attack. I'm like, no, no, I can't do this. Like, I love you. I want to obey you. I'm with you. I have faith. I'm not there yet. I'm not doing it. Like, and so there's a gap there. And I would take that to the Lord in tears. I just, I don't know what to do because I can't, I never, and Danielle, how many times this week did we say, I never thought it would come to this. Like, really? (laughs) Huh? This is interesting. Okay. But stay with me here. Right. And so there was one particular day where I had just gone up and down and up and down. And then I would just get so mad that this was the trial. Like, what is, this isn't even real. Like I would just go through all of these, these emotions. And, um, I was sitting in my garden and I, I was so humble. I was so humble. I was just, you know, in tears on my knees, like, please, like I'm wrestling with the spirit at this point. Like you've got to help me. And I can't, feel this way. Yes. Yeah. And I think one of the things that got you to that point, if you don't mind me sharing is, is that fear about yourself of not obeying. Like I, you're, and I think this is really important because, and I, you know, I have a similar, you and I talked about this, having this similar, like, well, I, it is so important to me to be, you know, stalwart and follow God and be, um, be on his right side, I guess is the way to say it. And so it's this fear of like, whoa, I don't want to go like wayward here. And so they think that was a big, big thing. Yet there's incongruency in, in both of our hearts about, um, jumping and doing because of other things, you know, that we've, you know, um, researched and looked into. So I think that that's a big piece too, is like, how do I wrestle with that fear of not being in the right, right side, I guess you could say, even though that's kind of a judgment. Yeah. And we said, we even used the phrase like missing the mark, you know, like, like, I don't, I'm afraid I'm going to miss the mark. And, and then you just go and analyze like every aspect of your life. Like, am I okay? Am I really missing it here? Like, is this where, is this where I derail my entire family? And then like all of a sudden, you know, like, I mean, there's just a lot of fear here, right. Of missing the mark. So I sat with the Lord in this particular moment and, and he showed me first, he showed me 
about this time when I was about 13 years old and I had a lot of, you know, just like any 13 year old girl, right. I'm sure you all experienced something like this where I had a lot of judgment against certain people in my friendship circles and church circles and things who, who were more of that, like, you know, category number one, like, like obey, 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 like just obey. And I would call them like, you know, Molly Mormon or Peter Priested or, you know, this stupid name. These are kids. I'm a kid. Okay. Don't judge me. 13 years old, just perceiving my life in this tiny town. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm not that like, no, I'm not that don't, don't put me in with those girls. Like I'm not one of those girls. Right. And so the Lord showed me that as I'm sitting there, he's like, remember, basically, you know how the spirit speaks to you. It's not like in these exact terms, but it's basically like the spirit saying to me, remember when you were 13 and you had all these like beliefs and judgments about people who were those like instant, you know, jump and obey kind of people. And you decided then that you weren't that person. So, or maybe you realized you discovered then that you weren't that person, your spirit, I'm, you're not that person. And Danielle said something to me as we were processing through this, she said, don't you think the Lord already knows how you are going to react to this and how you are going to question all of it. And, and don't you think he might, I mean, not that you have to, you could certainly jump and obey. That would be fine too. But don't you think he, he knows, and he loves this about your personality that you would question the whole thing. And he wants to take your personality and just hold you right by the hand and just go through every step-by-step step with you. Don't you think he's looking forward to doing that with you? And it kind of made me giggle, right? I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Like, this is, this is cool. This is what we do. This is how I do it, right? It's me and it's okay. The Lord is not judging me for being like that. I could feel this influence of Satan just trying to weasel his way into every aspect to make me feel bad about how I'm not a jump and obey kind of, kind of person, at least right now, right? So... I was reminded of that and, and it, it helped me to see myself in a different light and to understand that I've, I've kind of always been this way and that it's not really that I've gone off, you know, the deep end all of a sudden, it's just my way of processing. So that was a small example that he started with, with me. And then we moved into something actually a lot deeper. And this was so powerful for me. Um, and, and the, what I love is that the Lord is not necessarily um, I've fasted through this whole process. I've really, really taken time um, to get clear. And, and I don't feel that the Lord is excusing me from obeying the prophet. I, it, that's not actually what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here is my process of determining what's right for me and my family at this time is he showed me that about 11 years ago, yeah, almost, yeah, 11 years ago, um, we, I went through something so traumatic in my life. It was, it was really like my, I, I often say this, like, I hope that was my Abrahamic trial and I don't have another one. Like, <laughs> not like that anyway. That was the hardest thing. What happened is, and this episode isn't totally about that, but basically we were sued, um, our business that we were running, we'd run for 10 years. Um, my husband, his business partners, we were sued by the uh, government, by the FTC. 
And it was the most traumatic thing I have ever experienced. And, and through that experience, what I learned is that it, it was like this big eye-opening thing where before this happened, I thought, well, I'm a United, I'm an American citizen. Like I have rights and I have, you know, like the government will protect me and they will take care of me and my family and they'll have my best interest at heart. And, you know, I'll, I'll have rights that I'll have the right to a, you know, a fair trial. And I would have, you know, rights, like actual, what, what we grow up to believe should be our rights, our constitutional rights, right? But my experience in this, was about two years of pure hell, of, of dealing with the government in a completely corrupt process. Um, and, and that's what it was. That's what it was. It, it was insane. It was completely insane. There were times where I was like, am I in a movie? Am I being punked? Like I, I didn't even do anything. And yet here they're taking all my money, all my property, all my everything. And it, it wasn't even like ask a question. And it was just like a, we're going to take everything. And then, yeah, you can figure it out. Like it was like that. Okay. So that was my experience. Very unfair extremely unfair. It was like, Thank oh, you. we just decided that you're wrong and we, they ceased everything. And, and again, I know this episode is not about that, but it's the context of what you were exposed to with the government pushing something and taking something from you. And then it was just like, yeah, we, we just decided you didn't even get a fair trial. It was just, we just decided and everything's gone very unfair. And you guys had to scramble to even, you know, live anymore to go buy diapers. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really hard. And, and I formed a belief there. So in my prayer with Heavenly Father in the garden, in my garden, he showed me that he took me back there. He's like, Hey, remember this? Like, remember how you formed this, like every fiber of the tapestry of your life is yeah, I'm not really trusting the government right now. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be like a, a crazy, like I hate the government, but I just, I'm not really into it. I, it's not how I'm going to live my life and take my advice. We'll, we'll say that. Okay. So the second thing was from that point, I had three children and I had an experience with a couple of doctors and, and hospitals and things where I also found myself realizing that um, not that doctors are bad, but that I needed to be empowered on my own with my children. I needed to find solutions for them by researching, asking questions, like really diving deep into what, what is our medical community made up of? Like what, what, who is the FDA? Who is the, you know, the, the pharmaceutical companies and who works for them and what do they do? So I've done a lot of research there. Okay. So well, that was, and that also is my experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's from a context of your children being sick and not um, getting solutions and doctors just saying, well, let's just try this medicine now. And, and so you after like what the second or third round, you're like, okay, I've got to try something on my own. So yeah. Yeah. A really, really important experience. So the Lord showed me that. Right. So anyway, so he went through and showed me all of these experiences. And then what happened is like my entire my entire livelihood. I actually created my business from these experiences, my story, my origin story, my, my why, my whole reasoning for how I function with every member of my community and my team is based on these experiences, right? And so I can have new experiences, right? I can evolve. I can become a new person and a new being through Christ. And I am doing that. But Heavenly Father showed me like, 
Well, yeah. I mean, look at you. Obviously, like this is not settling well with you. He understood me. He showed me how to understand myself and gave me so much validation for where I'm at, how I believe, how I'm functioning as a person. And as you're listening to this, I I hope you know that that same validation, that same understanding, that same processing is available for you. And he's excited for you to bring that to him and to experience that with him, no matter what decision you make, right? Like even if you were just to jump and obey, there's still, there's so much there for you to learn about yourself and to come closer to him. Yeah. I love that beautiful experience that showed, because I think a lot of what, and I've gone through this as well, but with your experience, we'll talk about it with the guilt, like feeling like I like almost like guilty that I don't feel okay with just going and grabbing and doing this, you know? And I think that the guilt obviously does not come from the Lord. That's not how he wants you to act. When we look at the different forces of, um, action, driving motivation. Uh, one is fear and one is love. And obviously the one of love comes from the Lord and fear doesn't come from the Lord. However, it's still a motivating force. It still works for the celestial world that we're in. And so I do think, um, as we're going through this, I would rather jump and do because of love in my heart. And that's just where I'm at right now. Again, I think it's okay to jump and do because you just want to do it and be in not be and not question. That's great too. Like why, why do we think that one way is the only way and the only correct way? I don't think yeah. that's true. And so many of my friends, I will just say have, have been a jump and do, and, and I love them for it. Like I, I love that. And I have felt myself judge myself and go through the questions about that. So it's like, it's really this, this whole process is so cool as you, as you witness members of your family doing certain things and you and your friends and everybody kind of going through this process in this way. Yeah. I, I just think that holding a space, like this has been a good practice for me, holding this space of love. Cause I've always been a jump and do, I always have. And so like last week, I think I was saying, like, I was like, I never thought I would be on the side of like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> I always thought like, oh yeah, I won't even have a problem. Like, I, you know, and so, cause I've always been, um, the jump and do, and I have always been a jump and do because of fear. And I don't mean it, it, it is a motivating factor. It's okay. But I just, um, and, and again, my, my background is a little bit different in the sense, um, I grew up pretty inactive. And by the time I became active, I was 20 and I went on a mission one year later at 21 and it was foundational for me, but on the mission, I remember feeling so much fear about not being a good person again. Like that I would go back to like not having the solid ground. Cause I, I loved the gospel. I felt this, like this was right. I felt like this was my path and I had so much fear. I was afraid even like with my companions. I remember once, um, we had a baptism on Sunday and, and, and she wanted to stay and clean up. And I was like, 
no, we can't clean on a Sabbath. And I was in so much fear about disobeying. It was like, and I remember I was like, no, and I had you know, I was like, put the broom down. And I, it's so funny to think of me like that, but that's, but that's what drove me to obey commandments in that time. And as, and of course the Lord works with us and I evolved and I started to learn. And, and so for me, um, I remember a few years ago when I was really experimenting with, okay, you just love me because right. Not because I obey, but you just love me because I am just because of me. Right. And I was like experimenting with that self-love and like receiving of God's love. And there was a time that I remember one Sunday, I just did not feel like going to church. And again, I may have shared this already on a pod. So, um, but in this same context here, I just didn't want to. And I thought, well, that's weird. That's wrong. That's wrong. You got to go to church, obey. And I thought, wait a second, he loves me. I'm just going to play with this. And I stayed home that day. And for me, it wasn't because staying, it was, it was me staying home and, and feeling his love versus obeying out of fear. That was the lesson. And so I'm just looking at in this situation too, like Kirsten, like you mentioned, like how many, how much, you know, how much more have we this past couple weeks really turned to the Lord? because our hearts haven't been just fully like aligned with all of this. How much, how, how much more have we, and how cool is that to learn more about us and to shed judgment and guilt. And because when we can shed judgment for ourselves, we shed judgment for others around us. And it's so freeing. It's so freeing to just go, yeah, what, what works for you? What works for you to jump and do, oh, that is so great. And I can honor that about you versus having it be a judgment about me because I'm, I'm okay with where I'm at and the decision. And I keep telling the Lord, I just like, I want to be in your, in your hands with this, lead me to the decision that is best for me, my body, my health, my life, and living in this fallen world, this telestial world at the right time and right, right timing for me. And I've just, I've given it over to him for when that timing or how that decision needs to be made. I just, I don't know yet. I don't have an answer for what I'm going to do, but I do know that I feel at peace that I know the Lord has me and I'm on my own learning journey with when and how, and what that looks like for my future. Yeah. I I think the greatest lesson here besides how we turn to the Lord is, is really paying attention to how the evil influences of the adversary creep into every aspect of how we think about this, how we think about others, how we think about how others are behaving. Even, you know, um, I have a friend who, um, she, I just love her so much and she's had a, she feels way stronger against getting the vaccine against she, she's just a very very strong personality and she has like really strong views on you know politics and conspiracies and like you know all of that kind of a thing right and one thing that i have found <clears throat> through this whole process where i have been more I, i'm not an extremist really so i'm just kind of more i like i said in the beginning i just observe i don't i try not to judge too much i try to kind of see through things um but 
as, as I've witnessed, you know, like a lot of the conspiracy theorists, okay. Like just, you know, it's, it's this whole big, you know, one world order thing that's trying to like force everybody to get the vaccine. And then, you know, they're going to try to control everybody in population control and like all this kind of, you know, there's a lot of stuff here, right? Like that people feel about masks. You see people posting about masks don't work. And, you know, back in ancient Egypt, they put masks on people when they wanted them to be slaves. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of psychology and programming and all this stuff, right? And so my, my one friend is, has really been entrenched in all of that. Um, and, and although there is some truth there, I, I think there is some truth to, to some of those theories and to kind of the way that secret combinations are working in all aspects, you know, of our life, probably within the church and within the government and all of these types of things. Um, it, it, what has happened for me as I have fasted, um, I fasted to, uh, well, I made the decision and, and I'll just share, not that we have to like share our, our medical information with everybody, but you know, I mean, this, this is a podcast about it. So I made the decision to not get the vaccine right now. Okay. And so I fasted about that and I took that to the Lord and I told him, this is how I feel. This is what I am going to go for. Right. And so if that's wrong, I want you to tell me if that's wrong and, you know, and we'll go from there. Right. And so after I fasted and, you know, typically after a fast, a 24 hour, no food, no water, like very deep spiritual fast. The next day, I almost always feel so light. I mean, like we're talking like, to like at the top of joy, the most clear I've had some visions and some dreams and some things that are very poignant to me. Right. After this particular fast a couple of weeks ago, I noticed as I was journaling the day after my fast, like I always do, I felt a diminished sense of joy. I felt a eh, 50%. I felt good. I felt connected to God. I feel good about myself, but I, I felt a diminished joy. It wasn't. And so I was like asking the Lord, like, why do I, why do I feel like this? Like, what, what is this feeling? This is interesting, right? Just observing it without judgment. And I thought, well, maybe if I would have fasted differently, um, you know, maybe I just kind of missed the, it, it, it's okay though that I fasted. I felt like it was acceptable and everything was fine, but I was noticeably missing that like explosive joy. And so I was trying to figure out like, what, what could I do differently to find that joy, you know? And, um, and, and I, I'm still figuring that out in a way that works for me, but I noticed that I have a much greater sense of peace about the world, about masks, about vaccines, about the whole process that everybody's going through. I, I have a new perspective about it all. And, and it's not quite so like, fearful and like eh, everybody's out to get us and we got to hide in the mountains and like you know like it's the world is ending and like we're all gonna die or you know like it, it the whole the whole like rise up fear like fight kind of a energy has been it's been toned down you know because i know that we are in god's hands like the prophet is leading the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for which I am a part of. And I don't need to fear, even if I don't choose to inject something in my body today, 
I still am with the Lord. I'm still with the body of Christ. I'm still okay. And I can actually start to see other people who are making these decisions, getting vaccines, doing things like this in a, in a much more loving way, like not looking at them like, Oh, I can't believe they did that. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, at one point, like I was having this discussion with my parents and I didn't say this to them, but I, cause they were thinking about getting the vaccine. And I had this thought one time that was like, if you go and get that vaccine, don't you even tell me, don't even talk to me about it. Don't tell me about it. like, I was so contentious about it. Like that contention exists on both sides of the issue, you know? And so as I have fasted and prayed and sought the word of the Lord, I have felt my heart soften towards the cause of vaccines and masks and, and people who are afraid and all of that, you know, I just have such a greater love for both sides. And Danielle, actually, I'm remembering now you told me about an experience you had with the spirit where the, I believe the Lord said to you, like, well, that's a perspective. Right. And, and he was saying like, like you were talking about how, like something about seeing that maybe it was okay. Like maybe it was okay. And oh. I know, you know what it was. Yeah, it I was, was really thinking. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I remember it was, I was thinking about um, how could, okay, so, okay, so let's put on like, you know, all the conspiracy stuff that you've talked about, like that there are secret combinations, that there are, you know, these things, there are a ton of, you know, adverse effects from the vaccine and all this stuff. And I was thinking about that and I was like thinking, well, how could they, tell us to inject something that would maybe harm us, you know? And, and that, as I was thinking about that, one thought was, and this is, and I'll go back to what you were saying. One thought was, do we have enough faith in Christ? Like, is he more powerful than a pharmaceutical company? Where's, where's our faith? And I think that's what this lesson is about, but there was um, within that context, I was thinking, well, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. So I could like, relay it better, but I didn't share the perspective on that, th- that it was, uh, medically, you know, God given type of a type of a thing. And I said, but I, you know, I just don't agree with that. And I just don't see how that that could be seen that way. And, and I just remember the Lord and the spirit just says, well, it's a different perspective. And it was like no judgment to people who thought it was a God-given created injection. And for those that think it's completely like making you, you know, infertile, I don't know, just going to both sides of it. And it was just like this nice non-judgmental way to go. Yeah, that's an interesting, it's just different perspective. I'm like, okay, I just not judging all the perspectives out there because doesn't everybody have like their own journey? Is it? is your journey is your lesson. And now Kirsten was like, I just don't know. I just, should I just go do it? And I said, is that your, is that your lesson? Jump and obey. Maybe it is maybe go, go and do that. Then if that is what you need to learn right now, or is it okay? Stay true to who I am and question neither, which one, why is one better than the other? Stay true to who I am and question and get right with the Lord. They're just both different. And I think for each of you out there, I hope that, you know, our journeys and where we're at is, and just looking at it, what, 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 which one are you? 
and there's not just two or we've only really talked about two or three different ways. There's probably other ways. And, and that is great. And I think out of all of this, and I learned this, like when my, my dad left the church four years ago now, and it was really hard for me. And I, the thing that I learned the most was the importance of a relationship with Christ over. And I don't mean this at all disrespectful to the church, but your relationship with Christ is more important than your relationship with the church. That is, that is supersedes all things. And because when my dad left and they were really angry with the church, his heart, he wanted to stay with a relationship with the savior. And it taught me that that is the most important and they're on their own journey. They're on their own journey of people. They used to judge for leaving the church. Now they're the ones and they're learning to like, let go of that judgment. Who knows that the Lord doesn't have them in there in his hands to learn that way of releasing judgment of what they used to judge. And I just think it's so cool. Like there's, you guys, the Lord has us and it, wherever you're at, the thing, even if you've already jumped into and you're looking at people like, why aren't they maybe because they just have their own journey. And I think our, each of our lesson is how can we just not judge ourselves and judge others because judgment is of Satan. So whether you are doing it in whatever way, even if it's putting it in the context of, well, I'm obeying the prophet, but judgment is of Satan. So if you're judging because you're obeying the prophet, then you're still judging, which is of Satan. And I, and and by all means, we're all like in this world to kind of figure out how to release fear and judgment. So that's not a judgment either. (laughs) I just think it's all part of the process. And I love that, you know, like Kirsten, like how you and I both have been on this journey of just like, okay, I don't, either side that you're looking at if it's like if it's full of contention who is that and i want to just see a world where i can have peace and love and non-judgment for people i want to be part of this world that's going to change and transform into a terrestrial to a millennial state to a celestial state i want to see that course, of course, things have to fall. Things have to burn. Things have to, things are going to happen. There's going to be war. There's going to be things that will occur, but can we step outside of those and see how those are purifying people, how those events that people are choosing to create and be part of, including injection or non-injection, all those things are part of us learning and purifying ourselves to be a pure in heart, which then ultimately will bring in the millennial reign. And I am so excited for that. I, I'm, I have studied, you know, last day stuff for many, many, many years. And I, I will still, you know, am aware of it, but I don't want to be engrossed. I actually, I'm looking at what are all the beautiful things that are going to happen? I want to be part of that transformation. I am so excited for it. Yes. Um, At the beginning of this whole pandemic, I had this phrase given to me and it said, the best is yet to come. And um, I'm not a a tattoo um, fan. (laughs) If you have tattoos, it's cool. Okay. But if I got a tattoo, it would say the best is yet to come. I just, I love that phrase. The best (laughs) is yet to come. <laughs> so, if you guys learned bad. anything from our podcast, uh, we are definitely like to think outside the box. <laughs> I love it. There is no judgment against tattoos. Okay. That was not a judgment. <laughs> Just saying, I probably won't get a tattoo. But if I did, the best is yet to come. 
And I, I was having a conversation with, with that same friend I was referring to who was, you know, pretty extreme and really struggling with, you know, this proclamation or not even a proclamation, the statement that was emailed out to everybody about the vaccine. And, and we both agreed, she and I, um, that we don't even want to talk about this anymore. Like, we're just like, what else is there? I mean, right now we're studying, I started reading DNC 93 and that's the, that's the come follow me study this week. And I'm just, I am just pouring over it. And we'll have to talk about that on another episode, but um, we have so much more to do here. And I'm so excited. I think everyone is ready to move forward and, and keep gaining more light and knowledge, um, which all comes from our savior and, and our heavenly parents. Um, and that's what DNC 93 is all about. So mm. I'm going to move forward in my life with studying the scriptures and mm. finding the ways that the Lord is speaking to me. And, and I do want to actually just, there's one little part I forgot to say, um, throughout my journey of, of figuring this out, which I still am obviously, but I, I've been reminded over and over and over that over the pulpit, um, in, in, you know, the prophet's words to us that he has spoken, he speaks about personal revelation. He, I feel like he prepared us as best he could for this moment. He's told us over and over and over, hear him, hear him, hear him. And then he makes a, an, you know, he, he makes a statement and, and he's running the church and he has to run the church in a certain way. And that's okay too. But he tells us over and over to seek that personal revelation. And so that's what we are all doing. Right. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. That was on my mind as well to wrap up with that, that this is not a reason because if you agree, don't agree with their statements, not a reason to leave. It's a reason to seek personal revelation. And I'm always reminded that the church is usually on a general whole way ahead of the game. I mean, if we look at the past with the, the word of wisdom way before we had any research about what any of those things do to your brain and your body, right? That's huge. We've also had come follow me this entire like program set up to teach us how to have home centered church a couple years I don't know if it was a couple, we, we had it in San Diego. We had it as a pilot program for us too. And so we were part of the pilot. So we had it for a few years before that even was necessary. And so we've always been ahead. So even with this statement, I am keeping open-minded that they might be ahead. Well, they might be, they probably are right. The head of the game on this. It's either, there's some reason. I don't know if we will be able to go forward and fulfill our work with the Lord without this, I mean, the secret com combination, I mean, I mean, think of the statement that um, Mormon said, he said, awaken, arise to your awful situation. It is so embedded and it is secret combinations are super embedded, whether the vaccine's part of it or not. I'm not trying to make a statement on that. What I mean is we live in this world. We live in a terrestrial world and the prophet is how are we going to continue our work for the Lord? And it may not be possible to even do that without following some of the things, maybe not just this, but maybe some other things that the government will put out or worldwide governments will put out. And so I just, it, it, it leads me back to like what you were just saying, the hear him, your personal revelation, making your decisions based on that for your timing, for your journey, for the learning that you need. It's just perfect. And to not get 
so caught up in what all the secret combinations are doing and pointing them all out. Let's what, what is the Lord having us do? What does the Lord want us to focus on? And ultimately the faith is that he has us. He has us. He can heal the health of our bodies. Do we have faith that he can heal our health? And that's the question. And I, I want, I love that. You that's what we that. can develop. I, I feel like this is kind of where, where I'm at right now. I know, I do know that the Lord can heal my body. Like no matter what it is, how it's healed. I just felt like at the time, if I was in the like jump and obey category, I just, I, I didn't have the faith. I wasn't ready to accept whatever happened from that point. I wasn't, you know, and so that's maybe more what I was saying about my fast. Like as I choose to fast next time, I'm not sure when I will, but I'll, I'll choose to fast again. And when I do, it will be for a different purpose. Maybe it'll be more for um, increasing my faith that my body can be healed. Um, I'm sure it will be more increasing my faith in the prophets and the leaders of our church um, and, and discerning how you know my relationship is with them and what they say and, and what's important to me there. Um, there's just a lot of ways to go about this. So in, in finishing up, it really is about you coming closer to the Lord. That is the, the happy ending is you gained a closer relationship with your heavenly parents and our savior, Jesus Christ. And that is like, that's the win, you know, like no matter what it is, like that's how you win. That's how the best is yet to come. So yeah, go ahead. Well, I know oh, you got something else. <laughs> oh no. I was just going to say, I love that. I think that's perfect. And I think that, um, the, the key is developing that faith. Faith is not just trust faith that faith is trust, but it's also how can you develop the faith to work miracles, to have be pure in heart? Like that's the journey. I'm so excited for it. And I was just going to mention, I am reading a really good book on faith right now um, by um, Brett Satterfield called, I think it's called faith to work miracles. So I got it on Amazon. Um, he is a, a member of the church as well. And um, it's a it's a great book if you want to dive into some deeper concepts on developing faith, because that's really what this is about. So faith well, to work miracles. I that you said that's the name, but his his name is definitely Brett Satterfield. Brett Satterfield. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thank so you, you guys great. will love that book if that's um, something that resonates with you to dive into right now. Well, it was wonderful to be on with you, sisters and brothers, or whoever is listening. We um, hope that our journey can somehow resonate for you and help in, you on your journey, as well as um, we would love to hear from you. If um, on the podcast, you can make comments. Oh my gosh, we would love to hear some of your comments. So thank you again. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll talk to you next time. Bye everyone. Bye.